All right, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation, kicking off our second hour talking about car and driver's lightning laps, one of the uh, great events um, on the calendar every year. We're joined by Casey Caldwell, who is car and driver's deputy testing director and one of the uh, real hot shoes uh, over there at uh, Car and Driver, driving some of the best cars in the world down at VIR, probably my favorite racetrack in the country. Uh, Casey, how are you? Uh, pretty good. Yourself? Yeah, doing good. Great to have you on the program. Uh, tell, tell folks uh, a little bit about Lightning Lap. This is the 16th year uh, that you guys have uh, uh, taken cars down there. To car, uh, the car and drivers taking cars down to VIR. Uh, uh, tell, tell us about it a little bit. Yeah, so um, Lightning Lap kind of started um, in the in the mind of former editor Chabochetta, um, uh, and he was he was basically he was jealous of German magazines and their ability basically to go to the Nurburgring. And um, I think it was uh, Sport Auto um, that used to do these big super tests, and uh, part of every super test included a Nurburgring lap time, and they kind of had this. Um, you know, kind of running order of, of cars, and um, you know, I think everybody, most most enthusiasts in the car world, know what a benchmark uh, the Nurburgring is, and and we kind of said, hey, is this something? Can we do something kind of analogous to it in the U.S. And um, and at the time, VIR had just reopened, you know, because it was uh, it was obviously a um, a track in the I guess like I think 50s, 60s, even 70s a little bit, but then it kind of reverted to farmland. Um, and uh, and then it was reopened again. Uh, right, I think it was 2000, 2001, and so yes, we started doing this in in 2006, and basically taking uh, stock production cars down there and seeing how fast they can go around a track. Um, you know, street rubber, pump gas, um, and uh, yeah, so yeah. So we do it. It's, it's the 15th year, and. Uh, to date, I think we've we've done like 302 cars, something like that. So it's pretty long, pretty long running order. It's fun. It's the best week yeah. of the year, I think I can say that. Yeah, and it's uh, it's great too. Uh, you guys not only uh, not only uh, bring in the year's best car, but uh, on your website uh, uh, you can go and look at every car that you uh, tested over the years and see. Uh, how cars uh, uh, compare uh, across generations. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really a wonderful benchmark in so many ways. Uh, leading the pack uh, this year is the uh, uh, 2021 Mercedes AMG, AMG GT Black Series. And, I, and uh, not only did this thing uh, uh, record the best lap time around the four miles of uh, VIR's uh, big course, but it, it is the second fastest uh, car you've, you've ever driven there after the uh, the after the um, McLaren Senna, which is uh, uh, a pretty unique uh, thing, practically practically a race car. The first thing, Casey, though, came to my to my mind is I remember back in 2016, you went over to Italy to drive the race car, the Mercedes uh, GT GT3 race car. Uh, how and now? Now here we are with the uh, Mercedes AMG AMG GT Black Series streetcar. 
Uh, how how uh, similar is, uh, is this production car to that GT3 race car you drove six years ago? Yeah, in in, um, in terms of, of feel, it's uh, it's pretty close. Uh, I I mean, I think uh, the street car though um, has set. 720 horsepower, and um, uh, I don't think the race cars ever made close to that. Um, but uh, aside aside from you know, kind of having an afterburner um, when you want it, um, they, they feel pretty close. They both have uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's a car that has like a lot of aero grip. So you know, kind of the faster you go, the faster you can go through corners. So it's um, uh, it, it makes. Uh, it makes switching then to another car a little difficult, but that's kind of part of what we do. And um, it's fun. It's a fun car, really fun car. And it's got the, it's got like a 10 position traction control. So you can really, really dial it in and, and um, you know, help, help you go quicker. <laughs> yeah. I always think the the race drivers almost have to be a little jealous of production cars these days, just like the Corvette. Uh, C8R guys are limited to about 500 horsepower with uh, with balancer performance. Uh, you know the street street uh, Z06 with the same engine in it's going to make uh, north of 100 north of 650 horsepower. So uh, <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's yeah. the same with this Mercedes. It's seven, you know, 720 horse, and as you say, the race cars. Uh, with uh, uh, rate normally aspirated uh, uh, V8s are rated at about 500. Um, your your the, the second place car uh, this year was the uh, uh, was the Porsche 911 GT3. I, I generally find when I get into uh, GT3 Porsches, they're they're just the most uh, intuitive, best handling cars uh, that I. I drive. Do you do you find that to be the case across all the cars you've driven in Lightning Lap? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a it's kind of it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to describe, um, really. Um, but uh, there, there's a familiarity um, in all of the Porsche GT cars that um, you don't you don't you don't really find anywhere else um, in the market. I mean, um, you know, I mean, a Ferrari feels like a Ferrari. You know, a, a McLaren feels like a McLaren, um, uh, but a GT car not only feels like a GT, GT car, but you kind of know what it's going to do before you've ever experienced it, and uh, that's that's really helpful when um, when trying to go quick, especially when trying to go quick in, in just a, a little bit of familiarization. Um, yeah, they're they're, they're so they're just really intuitive. Yeah. And, and they're great, and they're, they're really yeah. fast. You can you can go really fast, really quickly. You can get up to speed really quick, and they're also really durable. I mean, um, uh, you know, not there's not too many street cars that you can spend, you know, three days lapping VIR and um, you know not have to do anything with the brakes and um, you know we swap some tires, but that's about it. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a testament to the Mercedes. I think you did a, a two-minute, forty-second lap around VIR in the in the 911 GT3, and the Mercedes was uh, was well under that at uh, 2:37. So it uh, really really shows how good uh, that Mercedes is to put in that kind of lap time relative to a 
uh, really the best, probably the best, uh, best handling uh, portion on 11 out there. The, uh, a lot of great uh, stories down um, down this field of cars you you entered. One of one of them, Casey, is that the uh, Civic Type R. Uh, this is a thirty-seven thousand dollar Honda. Turned a three-minute flat lap this year, and if you go back fifteen years to your original Lightning lap, that's about the same lap time as the two thousand six Ford GT. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, I, it, that's it's uh, it's amazing what what fifteen years of uh, of, of progress will do. Um, I mean, I think the biggest uh, uh, the biggest thing that the that the Honda has going for it is just the newest and best tires. It's on you know Michelin Pilot Sports Cup twos um, that are you know much better than I can say that. Ford GT had like a Goodyear Eagle supercar, maybe something. I, I but it doesn't matter. But um, just 15 years of tire development um, is what allows you know a you know a 305 horsepower car to you know keep up with a 550 horsepower car. Is that how much those made? I don't. Again, you, you do this. I don't know if you feel like this, Henry, but you do this long enough, and, and all the numbers start to blend together. So uh, forgive me if I'm, <laughs> I'm misquoting how much how much horsepower the uh, before GT were doing made, but um, uh, but yeah, it's it's, uh, it's wonderful, and I mean, it's also the event was quite different um, in in the first couple of years. We didn't really have a lot of manufacturer support. Um, not not that not that we don't we don't we, not that we didn't have any manufacturer support, but now instead of just you know kind of giving us a car and some tires, they're you know they they kind of send uh, crews to look after the car and. You know, to make sure nothing goes wrong because uh, manufacturers are just as invested in getting a uh, getting a good lap time as, as we are, and um, it's uh, it's just nice to see that we have kind of industry support for this. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a remarkable thing to see uh, a Type R doing the same lap time as a uh, as a Ford. GT, given all the uh, differences in, in power, and as you, as you say, I mean, uh, uh, Michelin is sort of uh, one of the one of the uh, co-stars of this competition. Uh, and you guys have uh, Pilot Sport Cup twos on a number of cars in this field, and that's a really, really good sticky tire. The, uh, another uh, uh, a car really worth noting, I thought, in this field, because generally speaking, you know, you get up to these kind of lap, uh, speeds and lap times, you're dealing with Six-figure cars, and yet this year, I believe the Ford Mustang Mach One. This is a sixty-thousand-dollar car. Uh, put down the, your best-ever lap time for a car costing less than sixty-five thousand dollars. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So that's so um, one of the ways we kind of divvy these up um, uh, as far as like comparing cars is basically just on cost, like um, because. That that just makes a lot of sense to us. And sixty five thousand dollars is the cap on on what we call LL two, and um, yeah, it uh, it absolutely um, is, is the quickest LL two we get out there. And it even beat. Um, I know that the Mustang forms kind of were set ablaze because it, it beat the um, what was it the GT three fifty R that we ran back in twenty sixteen, maybe it was twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, it, was about four, it was about four tenths quicker, and 
Um, I, I mean, I think if you were to take the, the TC350, kind of quietly got a lot of a lot of changes um, throughout its life. And I think if you would have taken a later GT350, I don't know if it could beat the Mach 1, but the but the Mach 1 has you know parts off of the GT500, parts off the GT350, and the bullet engine. You know, it's kind of this uh, this parts bin car that that just works really really well. And yeah, it didn't have uh, yeah, so amazing. Sorry. Yeah, it's a, yeah, 251 lap time out of uh, the Mach 1. And as you say, this was uh, this this is not a car uh, marketed at the same uh, you know as a as a track car the way the GT350 R is. So that's that's an extraordinary time. Uh, speaking of Mach uh, Mustangs, it's it's kind of so tough to separate the Mach 1 these days from the Mach E. Uh, uh, Ford doing a lot of marketing uh, with the Mach Mach 1 in order to. Uh, Celebrate its first electric car, the Mach E. Uh, do you guys see challenges with bringing um, electric vehicles into uh, Lightning Lap? Uh, yes, it's um, we've, we've done it. We've done it a couple of times, and um, I mean the, big, the biggest challenge is just refueling. Um, you know, you can uh, you know you, you can pretty quickly burn through. Um, a battery state of charge, lapping it on the track. And um, and also, I mean, there haven't been a ton of uh, electric cars that are really designed for that kind of, um, you know, sustained abuse, I guess for lack of a better term. But, uh, but, um, but yeah, we lapped, uh, I mean, we, we lapped uh, Porsche um, Taycan Turbo F, the, I think it was last year, might have been the year before, but um, but I mean, Porsche, you know, we didn't end up using it, but Porsche brought two cars, um, just for the sole purpose of if one has to be charging, you know, yeah, I want to drive. We didn't end up having to use that because of kind of our, our own schedule. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's no, I mean, VR doesn't have a DC fast charger, so we were kind of left to level two connections and that can be, you know, if you're running a car all the way out, that's a long time to charge, so. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting challenge going forward to see how uh, EVs deal with that challenge. Uh, Big challenge for them uh, uh, on the the racetrack uh, in the race series as well. Uh, Casey, thanks for joining us today, uh, and uh, 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 sounds like you guys had a great time down there at VIR. Yeah, it's always, it's always a great time. Great, great channel with you, Andrew. So uh, check out uh, Car and Driver Lightning Lap. Uh, the the edition uh, the is out. It's the February-March issue of Car and Driver on newsstands now, and you can also find it at carandriver.com. Really recommend it. Uh, uh, great stuff there. We're going to take a break here, and on the other side, we're going to be talking about DeLorean here on Car Radio. Detroit Book City's 6th Annual African American Family Book Expo is Saturday, February 19th from 12.30 to 5 p.m. This event is hosted to promote, preserve, and sustain literacy while celebrating the heritage of black history. Be one of the first 100 adults and receive a free swag bag. Detroit Book City's 6th Annual African American Family Book Expo admission is free for kids and seniors and only $1 for adults. For more information, visit DetroitBookCity.com. That's DetroitBookCity.com. 
WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 63. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Who else but 910 AM can give you this much excitement? I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. You are on car radio. Full swing here on Saturday. Well, I just had a stream coming through here talking about cool cars, classic cars, hot rods, muscle cars. We've got a great lineup for you today. Best car radio show in all of Michigan. Catch it all right here on 910 AM Superstation. to Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. And uh, every year at the Super Bowl, we expect uh, a lot of car ads, a lot of uh, big fancy uh, car spots. What we did not expect this year was to see an ad from DeLorean. Uh, If you were paying attention, it it, uh, went by fast. It was a 15-second ad for DeLorean. 
and uh, and and as, as we found out subsequently, I wrote about it in the Detroit News this week. Uh, DeLorean is re- rebranding as an EV company. Uh, we're very excited to be joined by Yost DeVries, who is the CEO of DeLorean Motors Reimagined. Yost, how are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great to have you on the program. And uh, uh, tell us what's going on there with uh, DeLorean Motors Reimagined. Well, DeLorean Motor Company is, uh, it's, as we stated before, uh, making a comeback as a new energy company. Um, and uh, we do this together with the group that has uh, been the, the stewards of that brand for the last 30 years that is also here in Texas. So we have two legs to our company. We call it Classic DeLorean and New DeLorean. Yeah it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's very exciting, and uh, as you say, uh, uh, DeLorean, the original DeLorean, uh, going back to uh, the production of the uh, DMC-12 in 1981-1983, a lot of stories around that production is ultimately produced uh, over in the British Isles. Uh, it's exciting to have this brand. Uh, down in Texas. You guys are uh, headquartered in San Antonio. Is that right? That is correct. We uh, Super Bowl for us was the, was the launch platform to tell the world we came back. Uh, and we headquartered here in San Antonio together with a lot of other great car companies that have settled here in the southwestern part of Texas. Yeah, most significantly, you got Toyota uh, nearby there, so uh, uh, that's a great, uh, <laughs> great OEM to have uh, in the neighborhood. Um, you mentioned this is a two-part company. Uh, Stephen Wynn has run uh, DeLorean Motors uh, over, over in uh, the Houston area in Humboldt, Texas, uh, servicing current customers uh, with DeLorean motor cars. Uh, there are about 6,500 DeLorean. Uh, DMC still on the road, I believe. Uh, talk about how you guys are approaching uh, this new uh, vehicle and uh, what what folks uh, 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 should should expect from the new vehicle. We're going to get going doors. <laughs> Good questions. No comment on some of it, but uh, yeah, a few years ago, uh, Stephen Wynn and uh, and his uh, team. Opportunities to uh, electrify the uh, DMC-12 under new rules that SEMA was trying. Sorry for the background noise. Uh, that SEMA was trying to uh, to uh, approve the SBNCS rules. Now that never came through. And uh, some time ago, we sat together and said, the brand has never really left the market. It's very strong. Why don't we look at this as a full OEM play? and uh, see if we can get the right partners together and uh, develop a very exciting electric vehicle, and that's what we're in the middle of. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really exciting. And, and uh, Jonas, you've been uh, involved in a couple, uh, uh, essentially, startup uh, companies in recent years. I mean, this seems to be an extraordinary time in the automotive industry. The first, uh, This is the first time, I think, in 100 years we've had this many uh, startup companies uh, coming into the market uh, uh, largely because of, of the success of Tesla, it proved that uh, not only electrification works, uh, but you, that, that you can uh, 
launch a, a new company and be competitive against some of the best manufacturers in the world. Uh, you've been associated with Tesla. Uh, you've been the CEO of Karma. Uh, uh, talk about this new envir environment a little bit. Yeah, I think if you look at the world, the U.S., the energy here is so incredibly cheap, although everybody is obviously complaining about the fuel prices. Compared to the rest of the world, the electrification of vehicles is growing a little bit faster. Europe is a few years away from banning outright the sale of internal combustion engines, so that is now the hotspot of where all these new companies are coming. And currently there's a little over 160 don't laugh, 160 startup companies in the world in the electric vehicle business, mainly in Asia, a lot of them in China, but the market is exploding. I mean, worldwide, total amount of electric vehicles sold last year was about 6%, and that means that 94% of the market is up for grabs who can bring a compelling and uh, good product into the market. And then we believe that uh, the brand DeLorean has definitely a right to uh, to take on that market. Yeah, there seems to be a real sweet spot uh, in the United States uh, uh, for, for performance, luxury, EVs. Obviously, Tesla's had enormous success here, but it is. It's a very different market in the United States than it is in the rest of the world. Uh, you know, Europe went through a diesel transformation uh, about uh, 20 years ago. Uh, where do you see the EV market here in the United States going? Uh, it's obviously growing. I think if you look at certain states, uh, especially the carb states left by California, uh, the adoption of electric vehicles is, uh, is definitely faster. I think they're up to 6% last year or 7%. Um, mm -hmm. The rest of the states, uh, especially the center of the country, it's, it's not going that fast. Uh, the charging networks are not keeping up with uh, what consumers might expect. Uh, and, and running an EV in the U.S., and I've been driving electric vehicles since 2007 now, um, it's not always convenient. And I think a lot of people still are afraid, range anxiety, where do you charge? If you live in an apartment, where you go to, to charge? Um, those things will go away over the next 10, 15 years. Um, certain areas will go really fast, especially when the subsidies are there, because people do vote with their wallets. And if you can charge in a reasonable manner, then driving an EV is extremely cost-efficient. So it, it, it depends a little bit on what kind of subsidies the market uh, is going to uh, receive from uh, local and state and federal level. But the transition is starting, and, and it will only accelerate from here on out. Yeah. Well, and that's that's been that's been Tesla's secret sauce, hasn't it? That uh, they came into the market not only with a uh, with a great uh, car, but also with a, with an electric charging uh, network. I think you were at Tesla during that transition from when they were making their first sports car to developing the Model S. Uh, you got some insight into that about, uh, I mean, that was an extraordinary decision for Tesla to make to build a charging network. Yeah, I, I was at Tesla at the transition from the original Tesla Roadster. Uh, to the Model S, the first real four-door sedan that hit the market. And, and everything was new. There was no supply chain. There was no charging infrastructure. Uh, there, was a, there was a very, very, very good engineering team that knew that they could pull this off. But how do you get the consumer to buy in? So the choice to do your own charging network uh, was first met with a lot of skepticism. But I think over the last decade, Tesla has proven that it is absolutely key to adoption especially on long-distance travel, 
to give the consumers a, a uh, not a risk-free, but at least an anxiety-free experience if they want to go somewhere beyond just their city where they live. It was an excellent decision, and it was a lot of fun in that time because everything we did was new. There were no rule books for that. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a story, and uh, as you say, there are a lot of folks scratching their heads uh, why an automaker would take on uh, fueling infrastructure. But uh, boy, that's been uh, key to their success for sure. Jonas, uh, can you uh, hang on for a moment? We'll we'll uh, take a, a break here. Here's some, some of our advertisers, and on the other side, we'll be talking more DeLorean EV with Jonas uh, DeVries. You're on Car Radio. Okay, so are you embarrassed by your dark, crusty toenails? Did you know it could be nail fungus? Horsley Foot and Ankle can get rid of nail fungus quickly and naturally. Traditional nail treatments have included painful toenail removal, taking peels, or applying topical solutions that may not even work. Why bother with peels that could damage your liver? Let the foot specialists of Horsley Foot and Ankle immediately clear up your thickened, discolored, brittle, and crumbly toenails with the safest and most effective FDA-approved laser treatment. Call Horsley Foot and Ankle Surgeons today and make your appointment at 248-559-5200. Ladies, summer is just around the corner, and I know you want to wear those sexy, strappy sandals. Fellas, you can stop wearing those thick socks with your sandals, too. Call Horsley Foot and Ankle Surgeons today and get rid of nail fungus. Call 248-559-5200. That's 248-559-5200. Log on to horsleyfoot.com for more info. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With my38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at J-A-M-I-E at my38detroit.com. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep giving getting bigger and better and more innovative seen all around the world we bring you the best teaching impartation singing and inspiration if you want original programming we have that too the word network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration and we can be found on every device imaginable if you want to be uplifted and inspired you need the word network
baby beside me at the wheel. I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile. My curiosity running wild. Cruising and playing the radio. With no particular place to go. Hi, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation. We're talking with Yost of Reese, CEO of DeLorean Motors Reimagined. And uh, Yost, um, uh, you talked about all the startups there are in the world uh, here that are going EV, but uh, this electric revolution is obviously uh, benefiting uh, older brands that want to rebrand themselves. Cadillac's going all EV. Uh, uh, GMC's introducing a Hummer. Uh, probably the most ironic uh, uh, electric vehicle uh, brand out there. Uh, talk about what, uh, as you look at DeLorean as an EV, how does that fit the DeLorean brand that we know? I think if you look back to uh, what DeLorean stood for in, in the 80s, it was very much counterculture. Uh, it was being different. Uh, there were never visions of becoming the next GM, although John uh, came from uh, the big three. But uh, I think you'll see the same in the products that we're going to come out with in the market. Um, it, it, is, it is a brand that has spoken to the imagination of many people. And for the last 40 years, it lived digitally in any type of uh, sports games online, you can think, or Lego or Playmobil. So the brand as such has never left the market. Our challenge is now to find a compelling story in, in the products that we're going to bring out to the market, and that story needs to obviously be true to what the brand was 40 years ago. Yeah, and it's, it's extraordinary. As you say, this brand uh, over 40 years has maintained its uh, hold of the public imagination largely through uh, film. You had uh, the... Um, Back to the Future series that starred the DeLorean. You had the recent documentary, excellent documentary, with Alec Baldwin starring as John DeLorean. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's unique in that way, isn't it, that this brand has uh, captured the imagination beyond automotive and really become a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, that is how we see it, too. With this, the, the, the crown jewel in, in, in restarting this company uh, as a more public company is the brand. So if you look at, at a lot of different brands, they have painted themselves in a certain picture or in a certain corner. I mean, Aston Martin is James Bond. You cannot stop that. Uh, McLaren is Formula One. Um, and so every brand has their angle in how they go to market. I think DeLorean is, is a wholesome brand. It has never been destroyed by bad press or bad uh, influencers or bad crashes or bad movies. It is a brand that is approachable to a very broad audience, and people smile when they see the car. It is something they recognize from the past, and they have seen the car in, in different capacities and different ways over the last 40 years in their view. So it, it is a unique opportunity for us to bring that brand back at the moment. So we need to be very careful on how to treat that brand. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so recognizable that you can do a 15-second ad spot uh, just uh, the, the very simple image of uh, gullwing doors going up, and people instantly know uh, the association to uh, DeLorean. Uh, the other thing is fascinating. You, you're clearly bullish on manufacturing in the United States. That was that was a very difficult 
thing for DeLorean was uh, was finding uh, the manufacturing uh, 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 place and capital that he needed. He ultimately went uh, across the pond to uh, to England to Ireland to manufacture. What, what do you see has changed in the last 40 years uh, that's uh, brought you guys to Texas? I, I think if you look at manufacturing purely as a manufacturing, the, the capital requirements to set up a plant are pretty high. Um, in, the, in the late 70s, when, when, when any car company wanted to start up, uh, the difficulties of starting up a plant, which was all manual, was, was very long time or very expensive and had long duration, uh, to try to go live. And I think today the, the barriers to entry are a lot lower. You have 3D printing, you have robotics, um, you have suppliers who are much more mature in, in providing car companies with uh, pre-assembled uh, components that basically can be bolted in. Uh, building a car is like building a very large Lego uh, box with one hand tied behind your back. It's not rocket science anymore, but it's not easy. I don't want to say it's easy because it isn't. Uh, but it is not that difficult compared to what it was 40 years ago. So your choices of where you want to manufacture and under what conditions you want to manufacture, your choices are much broader today than they were 40 years ago. Yeah, that's, uh, that's exciting. Uh, last question for you. You're coming from... You're coming from Karma. Uh, I recently drove the Karma uh, GS6, a uh, fabulous car, a much better car than the uh, original namesake Fisker Karma. Um, uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, uh, how, how were you able to bring that vehicle to market, uh, again, uh, 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 so long after the original uh, brand uh, had seemed to hit a wall? Yeah, the, 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 when, when former Fisker went bankrupt and, and uh, the new company purchased their assets out of bankruptcy, uh, it was very clear that the appeal of the vehicle, it was an absolutely gorgeous vehicle, and it still is, uh, but the technology was just not mature enough to, uh, to approach the market. So in the first few years, that company really focused on getting the technology story right. And then the second generation of the vehicle that ultimately got rebranded into the Rivero that vehicle offered a very unique opportunity for most of its customers in the sense that it had a fairly long-distance pure EV range. Then it had a backup generator, but that backup generator was almost as powerful, so you wouldn't lose any type of real performance characteristics whether you chose to drive on electrics, pure electrics, or whether you chose to drive on gas. And it, it, it's still today has a white spot in the market that's not being filled by anybody. Cadillac CT6 did it a few years ago with their plug-in hybrid, but that range was still too short. I believe that was like 36 or 37 miles. And that, that's just not enough for the average American consumer to do their daily commute. But uh, that, that car was wonderful. Long wheelbase, beautiful body. It, it, and it still has a very compelling story from a design perspective. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so uh, yeah, you go from that uh, uh, from that beautiful car, the Karma, to the DeLorean. You seem to be in the right place, Yost. Uh, good luck to you, and uh, we look forward to hearing more in the future. Thank you, and thank you for your time. Have a good weekend. You too. All right, so from uh, DeLorean, let's uh, transition back to the Toyota Tundra. We talked the first hour uh, with. Um, TFL Trucks 
uh, Andre Smirnoff about the all-new Toyota Tundra, a remarkable truck. And uh, I had the opportunity when I was testing it out in Carmel, California, to sit down with Joe Moses, who was the marketing director for the Toyota Tundra. Here's that interview. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation. I'm out in Carmel, California, beautiful place to be in January, and I am testing the all-new 2022 Toyota Tundra, beautiful truck. I'm joined by Toyota Marketing Director Joe Moses. Joe, how are you? Good, and yourself? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, great, great to be out here. Great to be uh, driving a truck, and, uh, and and this is a big deal for you guys. I mean, uh, I mean, trucks are all the rage, obviously, in Detroit. That's where they make their money. But there's a pretty good truck that's being made down in Detroit these days by Toyota, and, and this thing is, is, is clean sheet, new from the ground up. That's exactly right. It's been, it's been on the radar for a little while. We've had our current Tundra for quite some time, and we're just so excited to get this all-new Tundra in the marketplace. So, uh, as you say, it's been 15 years almost since uh, the, the last chassis was developed. Uh, so now you come to this moment in time. Uh, what really excites you about a new truck in 2022? What are you able to do today that you weren't able to do on the last chassis? Yeah, I think what's really exciting is the amount of effort that just went into just the platform itself. And when you hear the chief engineer, Mike Swears, and the history of how that was developed and evolved and how we brought the best of the trucks that we build around the world and those platforms into one, and then now we have, as a result, this incredible Tundra, even just that base foundation is what really excites me. And then you put these new powertrains in these trucks, and it just blows your mind. Well, and speaking of powertrain, uh, Toyota is synonymous with hybrid. Uh, you, you guys uh, pioneered the segment way back uh, in 2000 with the Toyota Prius. Here we are uh, 22 years later with the first hybrid in a uh, in a pickup truck. Talk, talk about that evolu evolution. Why does a hybrid engine belong in a pickup? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And I think what it did after a lot of research was, you know, I know diesel's really popular and there's some things about diesel that we wanted to make sure that we delivered in ours. And I think the torque and the power was really the most important. And as we evaluated the different options, what we were able to do with this new hybrid system and ultimately the iForce Max engine was delivered deliver on more horsepower, more torque, and more miles per gallon off of the outgoing V8. So we're really proud of what we were able to develop and put into this truck to meet the truck buyer's needs. Yeah, it does seem very comprehensive. I mean, I, I, I drive it. I'm a... I'm a uh uh, a, a part-time sports racer, and uh, so I love performance. And uh, and you, and you get into this thing, and it and it's really liquid smooth. I mean, it's got a ton of torque, but it's also liquid smooth. And and I know you you guys really looked at hybrid in the case of the truck. Again, going back to the original Prius, which was totally a mile per gallon play. This is really a more comprehensive hybrid, looking at performance uh, primarily. That's exactly right. And and to be honest with you, it was. Priority first was torque first. And when you experience the torque on this, it's not just about the torque, but it's the low-end torque. It's getting that at 2,400 RPM and having that hybrid electric battery to complement the V6 turbo uh, really allowed us to do that. Um, and I also think, too, when you pair it with that 10-speed automatic transmission that's brand new, those two working together give you the smooth shifts plus that incredible power from the start. 
But it's not just that. I mean, there 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 are other uh, big changes in this in this truck. Uh, big change to the rear suspension. Big change to the uh, pickup bed. Talk about that. Yeah, and the focus was towing, and that was really important for this. The vast majority of the Tundra owners tow. All right, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Joe Moses on the Toyota Tundra. If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello? Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. 19 a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500, but they must air within 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, we continue our interview with Joe Moses, marketing director for the Toyota Tundra. So we really wanted to focus on how do we bring a full-size pickup that allows for towing confidence in everything they do. So it made us relook at some areas and really focus in on that to ensure everything we were doing was allowing the confidence of bringing that towing to this pickup. 
uh, the the uh, in Detroit we we have the, the pickup bed wars. Yeah. You've got uh, uh, bears in cages. You have uh, toolboxes being dropped on beds. I mean, it's uh, the aluminum steel wars in Detroit. You guys went composite. Uh, went the third way. Talk about composite. Yeah, and it came from a lot of history with Tacoma, to be honest with you. So obviously that's a great truck for us. We have a rich history, and it's been in there. And when we did the evaluation against steel, against aluminum, the composite was less weight than the steel but more durable and so it really had the history and success on Tacoma and we knew this next generation of it would apply perfectly to the full-size pickup truck. The the uh, thing that will blow people away these days is to get inside of a pickup truck and uh, the, the interior of this thing's beautiful. It's very high-tech. I mean, I, I, it's extraordinary how fast technology works and we expect to get into a into a car now and have it immediately sync to our our, our phones, uh, but that's a big that's a big change too for you guys going all digital with this interior. And it was really because that's what the customers want nowadays. When they get into these new trucks, and I think it's just the reality of where we are with cell phones and our personal devices, and we love that experience, and we want that in everything we do, and they want that to some extent in whatever they drive, whether it's a car, an SUV, or a truck. And we really prioritize to ensure that that technology paired with everything else we've done in that truck is part of this experience. Uh, you talk about the customer. I know uh, Toyota is obviously laser-focused on a, on a customer in this country for, for a foreign automaker to come in and be the best-selling automaker for the first time uh, last year is an extraordinary achievement, but you don't uh, achieve that without understanding the customer. seems to be a real difference in approach to the truck segment these days, whether you're in, in Detroit or whether you're in Plano. Detroit, all the talk is about electric trucks, Ford Lightning, Chevy Silverado EV. You guys are choosing not to go that route. You're, you're promoting this hybrid. Uh, talk about that from a customer perspective. Why, why do your customers want hybrid and not electric? Yeah, and I think it goes back to the priority around towing. And we'll continue to watch the market. And you're right, it is growing, and it's something we want to keep our eye on. When we went to prioritize what we wanted to bring to the market, obviously we prioritized towing and we felt like with this iForce Max engine it put the priority on ensuring that they have everything they need from a powertrain perspective to support that towing. Um, so that really was one of the main reasons why we went in this direction. Uh, you guys obviously don't sell in the volume uh that the that the Detroit 3 do in, in pickups your volumes tend to be in in SUVs and in uh and in uh in sedans um but a lot of that volume in trucks is in work trucks it's in it's in commercial trucks that that's a, a market you guys really haven't jumped into no no it's not and you know as we've looked at the the tundra body we really have a nice place with the active recreation consumer. Uh, they're out. They're out towing things. They're out riding motorcycles. They're on ATVs. They're going fishing. And we've really found that that's the place where we've been successful. And we really developed this truck and honed in to sure we still touch base closely and meet all the needs of the consumers. And that's where we're going to continue to play. Do you think that's where the electric market is? Do you think, uh, as you look at your competitors and all this talk about Lightning and Silverado EV, you think they're really talking to a commercial customer? They're not talking to a retail customer? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I mean, 
We'll have to watch it and see what happens when they hit the market. I, I think we'll have to be very careful on ensuring if you're going to do the work market, you got to get the price point right. And I think that's something we're going to have to continue to monitor. So um, it's something we definitely have our eyes on for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, Toyota, I mean, you're, I'd, I'd say you're low volume in the light duty truck segment. You guys are very high volume in the midsize truck. You've been the best seller with Tacoma uh, for a long time. And it didn't matter that uh, Colorado came in. It didn't matter that Canyon came in. You guys continue to be the best seller there. Uh, what, what, what is it about that t- Tacoma brand? And do you find that bleeds into light duty? Do you get customers that go from Tacoma to Tundra? Yeah, we are seeing that, and I think that can be a natural transition for some folks. I think you're really talking about for a large portion of the country that Tacoma is such a great size truck. It has history. It's been proven on Baja all the way to the streets of California. So it, it can do pretty much everything. It really meets a lot of needs for consumers. It's a truck we're extremely proud of, um, and it's done it's done very, very well for us. You talked about the the adventure uh, culture that that, that you guys promote with your trucks. Does it start in Tacoma? Does Tacoma really set that uh, bar with its Baja experience? I mean, Mike Sweers, for goodness sake, your chief engineer has been a navigator on Baja for years. Is is, is that really, you think, the, the, the halo of the brand? The Tacoma? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the one that we've had the longest history with, obviously. So it's helped establish who we are as a truck company. So there's no doubt that it's played a large role in how we go to market with our trucks. The uh, trucks that I'm driving out here today, they're, they're all hybrids. I got into a 1794. I got into a TRD Pro. Uh, they're both priced at around $65,000, which is well north of a Lexus LS. <laughs> so uh, from a marketing perspective, what, what is it about trucks that you can put a mainstream brand on a truck and sell it opposite luxury brands? Yeah, and it's been interesting to just watch. That's where the market's been going with this segment. It's, uh, it, it, we've continued to see the, the consumer-facing transaction price in full-size pickups go up. And I think some of it is around the towing technology. A lot of it is around just the advancement of the technology in general, uh, the, the advancement in the powertrains that are coming in. But what we're really seeing, too, is consumers aren't just looking at it as, like, I just want a basic truck. I want my truck that can do everything, but I want all my amenities too. And I think that's what you're seeing in this offering here now. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's an amazing segment. I mean, to go from a $35,000 uh, base truck all the way to a, uh, what are we, where, where are you starting uh, the new capstone at? 75000 It's just under 75000 yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a luxury spread. It's right. extraordinary. Well, Joe Moses, uh, uh, marketing director for Toyota, thanks for joining us today. And congratulations on a great truck. Thank you so much. Appreciate All right, that'll do it for us today here at Car Radio. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the Daytona 500. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. I'll be back next week. In the meantime, keep the shiny side up.
If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-928-0199. 800-928-0199. 800-928-0199. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Jackie Robinson lived 1919 to 1972. Jackie Robinson was an African-American professional baseball player who broke the major league's infamous color barrier. 9:10 a.m. Superstation. Celebrate Black History Month. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy. For months and months and months, I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something. 